0: Court Study Hall episodes contain spoilers for all seasons of Stranger Things. Episodes may also contain graphic content and language not suitable for all audiences. Listener
1: discretion is advised. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts unless otherwise stated, and all content and characters are property of Netflix and the Duffer Brothers. I'm Marina.
0: And I'm Amanda. And,
1: and this, this is Starcourt Study Hall. Study hall. morning everyone i don't know if it's morning where you are it's morning where we are it's actually nine sixteen in the morning and we are recording this full of coffee hopefully yes so today our episode is another chapter episode and we're going to cover holly jolly which is chapter three of season one one of the things that i kept thinking as i was watching this episode or chapter was i can't believe we're already doing a podcast episode on chapter three like it i feel like we just started doing this and now we're already on chapter three so yeah today we're going to talk about holly jolly which is again chapter three of season one
0: yes i'm pretty excited to get into this one we were just saying before we started that this one kind of felt more exciting to get through than previous episodes and i feel like it's because the action is starting to pick up in this one so for a quick summary Holly Jolly was written by Jessica Mecklenburg and directed by Sean Levy. So this is our first episode directed by Sean Levy. Mm. Pretty pretty excited about that one because he's directed yeah. some of the big ones. And surprisingly, it aired on July 15th, 2016. Oh, like the wow. rest of the entire series. What?
1: <laughs> I'm glad we keep telling everyone that. It's I really know. important.
0: <laughs> it's so important. So for a quick summary, the boys and the viewers learn about Eleven's powers Nancy begins her search for Barb, but finds something far worse. Mm. Hopper explores Hawkins' lab and leaves with more questions than answers. Mike's little sister, Holly, sees something strange. And Joyce finally gets a message from Will. So for some fast facts on this show, we decided to go with uh, the namesake of the episode, So we're going to talk a little bit about Holly for these fast facts. So the character of Holly is actually portrayed by a set of twins named Aniston and Tinsley Price. Typically, little kids in shows are portrayed by twins because under a certain age, they can only work on a set for a very short amount of time. I didn't know that. Yeah. So Holly's outfits in pretty much the whole series are pretty reminiscent of outfits worn by Gertie in E.T., which... I would venture to guess is pretty purposeful. Mhm. Additionally, a inspiration for Holly's character is Carol Ann from Poltergeist and uh the twins, Tinsley and Aniston, in the first season were pretty scared of the Demogorgon. <laughs> Understandably. Poor Tinsley and Aniston. <laughs> poor, poor little girls. Um understandable. <clears throat> the Demogorgon's terrifying. Even even when it's just mark in his costume which (laughs) will i have to talk more about that because it's it's so funny so yeah they were pretty afraid of the demogorgon on the set until other cast members told them that the demogorgon was actually a monster like in monsters inc and they calmed
1: down which is really cute You know, the kids in Monsters, Inc. did find those monsters scary, though, until they converted to, like, a laugh factory and not a scream factory. That's true.
0: So let's move on to a scene breakdown for this episode. So we open on Barb. She's trapped in an empty and decrepit version of Steve's pool, surrounded by vines and screaming for Nancy. Nancy is occupied. Uh,
1: the (laughs) (laughs) The Demogorgon pulls her down into the pool, and Barb goes silent. So I noticed that when Barb like wakes up in the upside down in this moment, the Demogorgon is just nowhere to be found and I want to know where the hell <laughs> where did he go? That's actually a great question. <laughs> like he's he's like he's like on like a 5 to 6 second delay. Like he does appear. Yeah, but she's alone when she wakes up. That is weird. Yeah, I didn't and like he's the one who
0: I, I don't her. know Clipped her into the back rooms. Clipped again. her
1: into the back rooms. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so I don't know where he went. Um. I also mentioned he looks like extra gray here. I don't know why.
1: Hmm. I'm gonna like have his, to look at him.
0: Yeah. He his skin looks like super gray. But this is the first real like glimpse we get of the Demogorgon mm-hmm. like fully and his um, flower face. Yes, and his his beautiful flower face. So <laughs> I have a question about the Stephen Nancy scene. Okay. Um, okay. So all of you out there who have boobs. Not I, me. <laughs> For the record. So if you're a person listening and you have boobs and you've <laughs> worn a bra before or or not, you would understand that when you lay down flat, your boobs just kind of, they go flat with you. If you look at at the way that Nancy is laying. <laughs> okay. I'm telling you. <laughs> Hold on. She's. Are you gonna
1: pull it up? Because no? she's lay-
0: she she's laying flat, right? And she's still wearing her bra, which I don't know, are we to assume she wore it the whole time? Who knows? So she's but her her boobs are like still there. Like normally when you lay down flat, they go away. She's a young lady. <laughs> I don't know. I guess when when you
1: reach our, our ripe old age of 30, yeah. <laughs> these things change. I guess so. All right. Well, I also have a thing about this, the Nancy and Steve scene that's happening at the same time as Barb is screaming in the Upside Down. So there's this, like, weird reversal of the 80s horror trope where, like, the alleged virgin lives till the end of the slasher flick, but everybody else who had sex in the movie ends up dying. Oh. Right? But this is, like, Nancy and Steve having sex. Okay. Rebellion, right? Yes. And they're spared and barb who likely has never slept with anyone yeah. is dying. Yeah, I didn't think about that. Yeah, normally the 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 one character in an 80s horror and probably I mean I don't know if I can even generalize it to 80s horror, but it feels really like 80s horrorish. Whenever characters have sex in 80s horror movies, they immediately die. <laughs> like it follows like it's almost like clockwork. Like I think of the two the couple in Nightmare on Elm Street. And then Nancy and her boyfriend who's portrayed by Johnny Depp in that movie they never have sex that I can gather and if, and you know Nancy lasts till the end I don't know what poor Johnny Depp did in that film to be eaten by the bed I don't I don't know but he did something that <laughs> defied the laws of 80s slasher flicks regardless I don't know but I just thought that was interesting because normally like Barb should be the one to survive Yeah I like that catch that's cool I don't yeah. know
0: anything about like movies in general so I that was a spoiler alert he gets to Eaten by a
1: bed? What? <laughs> All right, come on. <laughs> You've never seen Nightmare on Elm Street. I haven't, I haven't. sat you down and like no. required you to watch it. Somehow, no, but That's Halloween is coming.
0: It's time. I mean, it's August, so Halloween is here, really. You're right. As you drink we, from a Halloween as mug. I drink,
1: I'm drinking from a Halloween mug.
0: <laughs> anyway. So. Later that night, Nancy goes back home and Karen is understandably upset that Nancy is home late because she promised her 10 p.m. But it looks later than that. Mm. And she notices she's wearing Steve's sweatshirt. That same night, Jonathan is awoken by Joyce, who actually technically it's like the early morning hours. But Mm -hmm. uh, Jonathan is awoken by Joyce, who he hears speaking to Will. Jonathan sure. discovers <laughs> Yep, Jonathan
1: discovers that she believes Will is speaking to her through the lights and Jonathan begs her to get some rest the funny part about this to me was you have Karen who is like begging Nancy to talk to her when she gets home she's like you can talk to me and then you have Joyce who's saying the same thing but to string lights yes she's like you can talk to me but it's just <laughs> string lights <laughs> <laughs> and a room full of lamps yeah
0: um, yeah, speaking of you can talk to me, I I think we're at uh,
1: three now. The, the you can talk to me oh, count. Oh, yes. It's Karen made it is desperate. Three? Yeah. Yes. She she wants to be spoken to by her children. So badly. Confided in. Yes. Jonathan saying, you don't need more lamps. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote that down also. <laughs> just He's made me so laugh. frustrated. He's like, mom, we I have also, enough like... lighting. <laughs>
0: I think that his uh accent came out a little bit on the word lamps. He says it like lamps, like a like a long A. You got to listen to it again.
1: Am I a bad fan? What is his accent? Oh, he's British. No shot. Yeah, he is. That guy's British? Yeah, Charlie Heaton is British. No idea. No, I mean, I can kind of tell now that I'm thinking about it. But like, yeah. okay. Yeah. Wow. I know, pretty impressive.
0: All the, all the Midwestern accents by the... The several people in the show who are not from the United States yeah. are very impressive. Yeah. And we got another Jonathan
1: making breakfast. Another Jonathan making breakfast. This is, I think, like almost three. It is. Right? He makes breakfast. Every episode, this man is making breakfast.
0: Yes, he is. He is. <laughs> he must be really good at it. Uh, the next, or I'm
1: sorry, not the next morning, the same morning. Oh, the wait. Boys- hold on. Hold on. Hold yeah, no, no. on. Hold on. Oh, you have on. more? Okay. I okay. do have one thing. I just want to point out. That lamps off the soundtrack <laughs> plays here, the score, yes. and it's like I think it's the first time we hear it, and it's just it's so twinkly. I know and and good. Like I just lamps.
0: <laughs> yes, same with um I'm, I'll talk about it later. But what's the other one? Oh, blink
1: once for yes. This episode, it's this so chapter twinkly. with with the with the score. I think it was like like all the bangers off the score. <laughs> <laughs> We're in this chapter. Lamps. Yeah. yeah, lamps and the other one are just
0: so nice and bouncy okay. and twinkly. So yeah, later that morning, the boys get ready to go to school, and they plan to meet Elle at 315, 315. 315. <laughs> to go searching for Will. At the high school, Nancy feels that the whole school knows about her little romp with Steve. Oh, but a a he- romp. Yes, a romp. Uh, but he <laughs> insists
1: that he has kept it quiet. I love yeah. how in this scene dustin criticizes lucas's weapon stash he's like what are you gonna do with a slingshot or a wrist rocket or whatever yeah. and then his contribution is like pez and nilla wafers <laughs> <laughs> I know. like what
0: yeah how are you gonna criticize first of all these weapons are from nam okay true they are all from nam yes i also forgot to mention in the scene that nancy realizes that barb is not there she does that's And she says to the girl who sits in front of her, Allie, she asks her if she's seen Barb and Allie goes, shouldn't you know? Allie, shut up. What? You think I keep tabs on this girl? First of all, we don't have cell phones, okay? How am I supposed to know where she is?
1: I don't know. It is interesting though, because like, I think in the, obviously in the the last chapter, no, that's the first one, the vanishing of Will Byers. You get the first, you get them realizing that Will's not there. And then in this one, you get Nancy realizing that Barb isn't there. And none of the classmates are helpful. No. They're all like, why are you not keeping tabs on your friend who you apparently own? Um, Hold on. She doesn't have her location services on. My bad. We get our first public kiss between Steve and Nancy. Yes. And we hear the kiss Mm -hmm. from the soundtrack. Another banger. Yes.
0: (laughs) I also wrote. I'm going to stop
1: saying that. Going backwards a little bit, I also wrote when the
0: boys are going through the weapons and stuff, Lucas is like, I'm going to slingshot it in the eye. Bold of Lucas
1: to assume it has an eye. You know, that (laughs) is. And I don't know why, but when Mike mentioned the power lines in this moment, like when he's telling Elle where to meet them at 315, um, I got this visual of the mind flayer tangled in power lines like because of all of his legs. Now, did that (laughs) happen or did I just make that up in my own... My Wait mindscape. A... No? Okay. In your mindscape. I don't mindscape. know why. I, like, yeah, like in season three, I don't know why. Like when he's like barreling down the road after <laughs> the car, like I just got this image of him just completely tangled in power lines. And you know how, like planes, those balls on the power yeah. lines? Yeah. Like maybe we need those for the mind flare when oh, he is visits that what... Earth. I, did...
0: I had no clue what those were for.
1: Yeah, that's so planes don't hit power <laughs> lines. Okay.
0: How when is you a blow ball band mine?
1: It's a color.
0: What? The ball is a <laughs> color.
1: How does that how does that stop planes? The planes can see the the balls. Wow. If this is totally wrong, feel free to correct us in some capacity. I just always thought that the balls on power lines were so planes could see them. Okay, the power I, lines. Yes, and the balls. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, I think we need those for the mind Flayer when he's yes. visiting.
0: Yes, you know I I didn't realize you were talking about the um, the, the physical mind Flayer, the skin spider. Yeah, the skins the sausage spider.
1: Okay, the meat monster. Ew, it's all um, of that. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, the, the other thing about this scene too is that when you have Na- the the kiss between Nancy and Steve, you see that on the inside of Nancy's locker are all these butterfly stickers. Yeah, and butterflies are a symbol of you know mk ultra stuff yes 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 yes. and also why does steve like point out the sticker did you notice that yeah before he leaves nancy's like hmm there's a sticker here and then he like walks away i almost
0: wrote that down but i was like that feels insignificant but it probably isn't no Um, but whatever so yeah yeah, mk ultra mk ultra project monarch all that good stuff GGs. Um, yes (laughs) hopper gets permission and by gets permission i mean strong arms the guy at the Mm -hmm. security booth patrick patrick yes to explore hawkins lab back at the wheeler's house Elle switches through tv channels and sees a coke commercial prompting a flashback of brenner forcing a young 11 to crush a coke can meanwhile joyce buys and hangs christmas lights hoping it will open
1: up communication with will Mm-hmm. yeah hopper with the charisma though yeah i would let i would i wouldn't i wouldn't give him a hard time no i wouldn't he, either he
0: seems friendly
1: <laughs> oh yes <laughs> perfectly friendly
0: <laughs> Well, like, the way he frames it, though, like, he, he makes it seem like it's just, like, all about getting answers for Joyce. And, yeah. Like,
1: so you gotta I, check this box, right? He's yes. like, I got a worried mom. I gotta check this box sort yeah. of thing.
0: So I, I enjoyed his little charisma there. Um, yeah. Also, how cute was it when Elle picks up the phone and then she starts humming to match mm-hmm. the dial tone? <laughs> so cute.
1: So I liked this. This this is when it opens with L levitating the Millennium Falcon. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me, I think it's obviously supposed to remind us of when Luke gets his X-Wing out of Yoda's yes. swamp, finally yes, using yes, yes. the Force. And you yes. see, like, the, the Star Wars parallel with that.
0: We also have a, a nod to that, I think, in... um, Shoot, I, can't, I think it's Papa uh, in Season 4 when she lifts Nina.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. There's, like... like although Yoda... I, w- I would love to do like a Yoda Brenner comparison chart like <laughs> right because like in this scenario l would be Luke Luke and Brenner would be Yoda <laughs> which like I don't know it doesn't check out it does not me but. trying to say Papa how Yoda would say Papa and realizing it's just papa
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh God uh, um just ring me up Donald
1: <laughs> just <laughs> ring me up Donald um <laughs> poor donald i just i just need to keep doing this they play lazy boy again here from the score just again this this chapter is just so good i think lazy boy is my favorite song yeah it's like so good it is and then and then um when she this is when she she goes and buys and hangs up the lights right Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. then you get hanging lights hanging lights hanging lights yes i love that one Yeah, it's another good one from the score. Just go listen to the score. I don't know why you're all here. Just go listen to the score. I know. What are
0: you listening to You don't need to listen to this.
1: (laughs) Listen to the score. I agree. It tells you everything you need to know.
0: (laughs) So back at the lab, Hopper looks into the drainage pipe. He thinks that Will crawled through. When he reviews the security tape from the night of the 6th and the 7th, so Mm -hmm. the night Will disappeared... And the night after, Hopper realizes it rained on the 7th, but there was no rain on the tape. See yes. any rain? No. Um, Not one rain. He believes the lab is hiding something. We get a glimpse back into the Mother Gate room where an anchor system is being drilled into the floor.
1: Who is this guy telling Hopper that no one escaped via the pipe? I wrote that down too. I said, who is this random man in a black suit? Who, who is, is this guy? he? Is I is don't he? know. He, you know, like when Hopper's like, who's in charge here? He's like, that would be Dr. Brenner. Like he? Then who are you? Who are you? <laughs> who are you? And why do you have? Is maybe he's like the 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 chief security, like the CSO? I don't know. I don't know. Because he's the one who gives him access to the security footage, right? Sort of, yeah. maybe, maybe. I don't yeah. know who this guy is. He needs to be gone.
0: Well, is that who builds the space lasers?
1: The guy? No, I'm just quoting Callahan. Oh,
0: right, right, right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> when they're like, "Who is in charge?" and they say Brenner, and he goes, "Is that who builds the space lasers?" Which is, well, you know, it's kind of funny because by season three, the <laughs> The Russian laser esque type thing. I mean, we, you know, yeah, it does turn into it. Yeah, it does get lasery by season three. It does get lasery. Uh, <laughs> why do they need to peel out of every parking spot at eighty miles per hour? I need to know. There, there's a boy. He's missing. So everybody's in a rush. No time. No not time. No time. <laughs> no time to lose. Will no is time for, <laughs> missing. No time for K turns. Nope. Just. <laughs> Nope. Just do a donut. Driving. (laughs) Do do a donut. (laughs) Yeah. There's there's an emergency. Yeah. So it's just like everybody's in a constant state of emergency. I mean, yeah. Like we've been for like three years. I was gonna say everything's fine. The stress
0: (laughs) is just the the cortisol levels here. Yeah. Um, Also, I wrote that it seems like
1: kind of an oversight that there's just like a vent in the parking lot that just leads into the mother gate room. So when I was reading through Amanda's notes for this. Chapter, and I got to the point where it said, Wear an anchor system, like we get a glimpse into the Mother Gate room, and it didn't happen. And Pop had already left. I was like, When do we get this glimpse? And then, next thing you know, we're plunging into a vent. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) like visually, the camera plunges us into a vent, and we're back in Hawkins' lab. But I just want to point out in this whole collection of scenes so we had Papa in the flashback in his business attire again right and it was very dapper right and then now we got this asshole back in a hazmat suit and i just don't want to deal with him in a hazmat has hazmat suit anymore george w bush (laughs) (laughs) i I know what
0: you're talking about right there's a certain bushiness here all right (laughs) moving on (laughs) no more bushes Elle (laughs) continues to explore the Wheeler house, and she comes across a photo of Barb in Nancy's room, whom she seems to
1: recognize. Again, how? Well, why is everybody obsessed with Nancy's music box? Yeah, what is that? Like, Elle's like, a music box. And Robin is like, a music box. Like, when they're in Nancy's room in season four, when they're in the Upside Down, and they're... Yes. Like, Like, why? was Robin, like, also a feral child? Like, what... How? I mean, she's not far off. Like, I, I love Robin, but Me too. well. So, my husband had a theory that it's it's to show Nancy's like wealth mm-hmm. in relation to other people. Like, they keep focusing on the music box because she's like a certain type of wealthy person, and I don't know if people had music boxes. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I I think that is what it is, though. Like, it's yeah, it's something Elle has never seen before, and probably something Robin has never seen like mm-hmm. in in person.
1: Cause yeah, because
0: it's it's just excess you know and it's, it's usually a yes, place where people keep
1: jewelry and, and mm-hmm. like expensive things so that's probably what it is yeah um, and we don't know anything about robin's like family no. backstory we know nothing about that so except but that still. she says that she's poor yeah and it took her like three times as long to learn to walk than the, all the other babies so my other question about this
0: is normally when you go into like a photo booth it'll print yeah. out two strips nancy has both of them there's two of the same photo strip on her bulletin board. Why does Maybe. she have both?
1: Maybe the photo booth printed four. Maybe. So so we interpret Elle's stare at this photo of Barb and Nancy as recognition of Barb. That's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. Because I think this one's a little bit more, up. like, it's vaguer. Yeah. More vague. Like, when she looks at Will, she, like, her eyes widen, mm-hmm. and I feel like she, it's, like, very obvious that she's, rec- doesn't she point to him? Yeah. yeah. She points to him. But this one's – I don't know. To me, it felt a little bit more, like, up to interpretation. Like, I can't say for sure that she recognizes him. Her. Her.
0: Yeah, same. It's, it is is definitely up for interpretation. I just thought that way because, they, like, she kind of, like, lingers on the photo and then mm-hmm. the scene ends. So yeah. that's just, like, how I interpreted it. Yeah. So back at the high school, Tommy and Carol to continue to be disgusting fools in the lunchroom mm-hmm. and they're yep. mocking Nancy and Steve for having sex the night before. Nancy is horrified, and Steve is amused. Maybe um, at the middle school, the boys get picked on by mouth breathers, causing Mike to <laughs> ca- causing Mike to fall and hit his chin on a rock. Jonathan, oh, no. Jonathan develops his creeper photos and is caught in the dark room by another student. We also get our first glimpse of the buyer's home strung up with the Christmas lights.
1: So, in this in the scene in the cafe with Carol and Tommy and Steve and Nancy why is carol complaining about being frostbitten yeah in a heated pool is that what it's supposed to be like they were swimming in the cold mm-hmm. and she's concerned about frostbite yeah because steve even says the pool is heated okay yeah. so i don't know what her problem is i just was like why is she concerned about frostbite
0: yeah she definitely just like got a bug bite on her ankle or something <laughs> like it's, it's like a tiny little patch that she's pointing to like on the inside of her leg the demogorgon. Yes. <laughs> So Took weird. a little nip. These two are, <laughs> these two are absolute <laughs>
1: sociopaths. This one's they're really bad. Moaning loudly in a high school lunchroom. Why? When I was looking up the, like I knew of the '80s horror trope with the the sex and death thing. Yeah. <laughs> but when I was looking up other '80s horror tropes from films, the '80s bully came up as like a very exaggerated, almost caricature of bullying, and yeah. how that's how bullies were portrayed in '80s films. And this scene with them doing that, that like loud, exaggerated moaning. Yeah. And then the next scene where you have um, Troy and James trip Mike and he hurts his chin. Mm-hmm. Like it just really reminded me of like these are very exaggerated portrayals of bullies. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah I don't I don't know. And I think it also, because these scenes come back to back. They're like one right after the other. So you see the teens dealing with their bullying situation. And then you see the younger kids dealing with their bullying situation. Right. Right. And I feel like it's to serve as a reminder that, like, in addition to, you know, the supernatural existential threat of, you know, like the Demogorgon and another dimension, these people are still just dealing with social bullshit. Yeah. Like, they have th- these assholes and these assholes, and they're still just dealing with them.
0: That's true. If these people knew what they yeah. were actually dealing with, like, they would be very Small humbled. potatoes. Very small. <laughs> I, I noticed that... When they're dealing with the mouth breathers, Lucas says she's not a superhero. Yeah. 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 Oh. I know.
1: Also, uh, the homophobia is strong with that dumbass. Like, like, what is your problem, man? He implies that a queer person would probably be killed by another queer person? First of all, right. That doesn't even make sense, number one. Where did he get that
0: data from his disgusting dad. His parents. Yeah. His parents. Yeah. he. No, that's what he said. He said, my, mm-hmm. my dad said, like, this kid is definitely going to grow up to vote for whoever his parents voted for for his entire yeah. life and not have a single original opinion.
1: But,
0: mm-hmm. you know, uh, <laughs> I, I have personal feelings about this <laughs> fictional character. Amanda's taking this personally. <laughs> I really am. And but speaking, I mean, rightfully so. Yeah. Speaking of personal, uh, Frogface, th- we really couldn't come up with a better insult for poor I know. Mike because that is personal that is finn Wolfhard's
1: face that we're talking well, about. but even i mean again like even calling lucas midnight right racist like, like that's, a, outwardly. that's a straight up can't help it he that's just who he is like Clearly. how are you gonna i can't i also noticed
0: mike comforted dustin the last time that the bullies bothered them and now mm-hmm. this time dustin comforts mike after yeah he hits his chin
1: yeah and <laughs> doesn't he comfort him by give like don't they start collecting rocks? Yeah, it's so cute. I know. When we get to the buyer's home and we see it strung up, yeah, that's when we get one blink for yet. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's another so pretty, another song off of the score. I know. I'm never gonna shut up about the score. Just, it's just, just so accept good. It. Yeah. it is this, especially season one. score. to me, nothing compares to the season one score. I mean, yeah. season four is pretty good. I will give season four that. It stood out to me as far as the score is concerned more than season twos and threes. Mm. But season one, I don't know. It's just, it's like all of Stranger Things embodied. It is.
0: After that, Hopper and Powell head to the library to start reading about Hawkins Lab on microfiche. They discover the name of a woman, Terry Ives, who was involved in the government research project MKUltra, who claims that Dr. Brenner stole her child. I have a
1: question though. Were you going to ask about Marissa? <laughs> Why does Powell feel the need to give Hopper shit the librarian. about being with a librarian? Yeah, what does that mean? I have I see what well, he likes well-read women. I see nothing yeah. wrong with this at all. No, I I had to wonder if he was just implying like,
0: have you slept with every woman in this town? Okay, yeah, that's what, like, so what I'm saying. So what? Even with...
1: so, I don't know. Yeah,
0: let him live his life, man. Okay, I also have like a
1: bone to pick with Marissa
0: a little bit. She's like, shouldn't you be looking for that missing kid? Um, Shouldn't you be being a librarian instead of announcing your <laughs> sex life to the entire library? Shouldn't you be being a librarian? Like, imagine if you're just at work, right? And like a dude that you hooked up with walks in and you're like, hey, everyone. Hey, everyone I work with. Shh. It's a library. <laughs> you're being loud. <laughs> Like, it's just weird. (laughs) So, uh, also for the scene, we get a lot of really interesting uh, tidbits in the articles, which I Mm -hmm. took photos of on my phone. So, I will read some tidbits now. Um, All right. So, the first article we see is titled, Alleged Experiments, Abuse. Mm -hmm. And it's about Terry Ives' legal case against Dr. Brenner. And it says uh, it (coughs) suffered another setback today when the district attorney's office formally refused to press criminal charges against Brenner. The next Mm. article we see is of that kind of horrifying negative image of Brenner with all of the test subjects in the hospital. Yeah, that
1: is a weird one.
0: And basically it's. This article is just kind of about MKUltra more mm-hmm. in general, and it starts out by saying the trust of the American people has been shaken to its core as a special inquiry into the covert CIA operation codenamed MKUltra has exposed the extensive details about that which has been haunting the nation for the past decade.
1: I don't Who wrote that article? I don't know. Let's see. There was no editor. I don't know.
0: Um, okay. And then the next one is uh, Dr. Brenner named in lawsuit, which is, again, about Terry Ives's um, Um, lawsuit against him basically saying that he stole her daughter that he did all these tests etc the last one we see is kind of like a write-up on terry ives specifically Mm -hmm. and again it says that they, the attorney's office uh, declined to press criminal charges, citing lack of evidence. Local resident Terry Ives is not giving up her search for justice for herself and for her daughter, and this morning filed a lawsuit against research scientist Dr. Martin Brenner. Miss Ives' suit seeks unspecified damages against Dr. Brenner and his facility, alleging physical abuse, sleep deprivation, wow.
1: and mm-hmm. it cuts off there.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, that's some some interesting little tidbits we get in those articles.
1: And wow. we're we're going to do a whole episode just on MKUltra. Yeah. Yeah, and and like we're gonna go into the history of it, and we're gonna talk about what the experiments actually did, and how the government was involved, and then obviously we're gonna you know tie it back to Stranger Things. But of course. it's just a fascinating piece of history. I'm very excited to get into that.
0: Yes. So after that, Karen Wheeler visits Joyce with her young daughter Holly. Holly notices the Christmas lights flickering, and she follows them to Will's room. A human figure appears, again, emerging from the wall, scaring Holly, causing Joyce to ask Karen and Holly to leave.
1: I want to know why the Demogorgon was, like, prowling.
0: Yeah, I actually wrote, like, when Holly is in the room watching the lights kind of circle her, is that Will, like, running in a circle?
1: Ooh. That's, that's what I thought. fun. Yeah. I'm trying to picture Will running in a circle. Right. I don't really know <laughs> like... why he would be doing that, but... <laughs>
0: Seems, in the upside down
1: when the demogorgon like, seems like you leave the room yeah it seems like a bad way to evade a demogorgon but yeah how to evade a demogorgon run yeah. in a circle he cannot he can't see you so you know i made a stupid note like i was just like why why was he like local at that time and i couldn't help but wonder if it was just like because there was a casserole baking <laughs> mm. Mm. <laughs> what kind of casserole do you think it was probably some disgusting tuna mac and cheese Ew. thing from the 80s. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't You're right. know, like it's just like a it was Google 80s. Google typical 80s casserole and that's what Karen brought to Joyce's house. I'm sure it, that the Demogorgon was trying to come for.
0: Yes, I'm sure it was filled with uh those like fried onions that come in a
1: Oh, can. I like those though. I know they are the Frizzle the Frizzle boys. Yeah, they're those, so good.
0: They're really good. <laughs> So Karen is so sweet here. Like she's the only parent who comes and visits Joyce. She brings her food. I know,
1: so nice. She's Um, so neighborly. She lives on the opposite side of town. Yeah,
0: I know. It's really sweet. And she says, "Ted and I are here for you." No, it's just you, girl.
1: Yeah, she's not just dead. giving her husband the benefit of the yeah, doubt. Not Ted. He's just a sack of potatoes, really, at the end of the he day. He really
0: is. I noticed Will's bedding has airplanes on it. I don't know what that means, mm. but I just
1: wanted to see what it was. Can okay. we pretend that airplanes <laughs> no. in the night sky are, are like no. shooting stars?
0: Unfortunately, it is not 2009, so we cannot. Will
1: could really use a wish right now.
0: <laughs> Holly is so cute here. And I just had to mention, Karen goes, where's Holly? Ma'am, you are asking the
1: woman who has an actual missing child where your child is. Wait, I also loved how Karen called, I wrote Jolly, called Holly an explorer. Like, no, sorry, Karen, that's just Henry Creel. Henry Creel is the explorer, not
0: Holly. She's quite the explorer these days.
1: I was an explorer.
0: <laughs> Plot twist. Holly is Vecna. <laughs> Holly is Henry Creel.
1: <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> no, no, no. She's not Henry Creel. You're right. She's just Vecna. She's just Vecna.
0: Yeah. So back at school, Nancy calls Barb's mom to see if she has seen her. Steve, Nancy, Carol, and Tommy discover Jonathan's photos of Nancy. Steve rips up the photos and destroys Jonathan's camera. Nancy (coughs) catches a glimpse of a torn up photo of Barb and takes the pieces
1: with her. So in the scene when Barb is, or when Nancy's calling Barb's mom, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you caught this. It just, it feels like something you would have caught. There is a Battle of the Bands flyer. And I want to know if Corroded Coffin was playing at Battle of the Bands.
0: Okay, that is a great I have question. a question.
1: Was Corroded Coffin playing at Battle of the Bands in 1983 at Hawkins High? I mean, maybe because that it th- makes sense.
0: Right. At that point, wouldn't Eddie and Chrissy be in like eighth grade? Would they?
1: No, they'd be older, probably. I mean, Eddie's definitely older. We know that. He yeah, was Eddie's- held back a number of years. <laughs> Eddie's like I don't 21. <laughs> know. So wait, so digression, I suppose. Is Nancy, How Nancy would be what, in 10th grade year? Yeah, I think they're supposed to be sophomores. Okay, and who knows? Eddie could be a junior or a senior just stuck as a senior. <laughs>
0: still I just senior. think
1: it makes sense because when Chrissy and him talked about, like, oh, Corroded Coffin, like, yeah. they they had to be alluding to when they were much younger. I, I feel like she said middle school.
0: That's why I said that. Um, yeah. So I feel like she said they were in middle school, but maybe she was in middle school.
1: Yeah, and I he think was that not. Corroded Coffin played a, ba- a battle of the bands in, yes. in 1983.
0: Headcanon, Corroded Coffin was there.
1: Yes, yeah, I, I'm i with you on that
0: one. Okay, so I don't know how things worked in high school in the 80s, but <laughs> it kind of feels like, wouldn't the front office call Barb's mom and be like, hello, your daughter did not show up for school?
1: I think another 80s trope is like adults are clueless Mm -hmm. unless you're given reason to believe otherwise yeah because i I think about the things that the so many instances and especially again 80s horror like where are these where are the parents where are their parents or or better yet again i'm going back to nightmare on elm street here nancy's mom was an alcoholic so they're either useless ignorant Mm -hmm. dealing with some form of substance abuse like max's mom in season four like max's mom in season four I mean, I guess you could even just say, like, I don't know what you could even call Billy's father. Just abusive. abusive. Yeah. Pure, like, so I just think there's this, like, parents, adult, they're either absent or not aware. And then in, in season four, like, all of a sudden, everybody's like, what's going on? Like, yeah people this has been going on for three whole seasons yeah you're just you're just dumb i don't know yeah i don't know how to help you with that
0: an interesting catch a a little goof in the scene where steve is about to destroy jonathan's camera and they're like all in the parking lot Mm -hmm. if you look in the distance behind steve there is a Mm. cell
1: tower fuck that cell tower
0: who put (laughs) that there so canonically um hawkins does have cell service
1: Oh, perfect. Okay, that helps. Because my point about the scene was if this was 2022, these photos would have been like, it would have been like a nude photo leak. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Nancy's nudes would have been released to the high school. And, but I don't know if it would have been like on Jonathan's hands. Like something tells right. me that Carol and Tommy would have gotten hold of these photos and yeah. somehow they would have blasted them out, not Jonathan.
0: Yeah. So <laughs> while waiting for the boys at the power lines, Elle encounters a stray cat who seems to really hate her. Um her. She she has a flashback of Brenner, who was trying to force her to harm a cat. When she refused, she was tossed in the brig by two orderlies, whom she kills. The boys meet up with her to begin their search for Will. This scene is borderline unwatchable for me. I literally skipped through the part when she's, like, crying in the lab and, like, refusing to hurt the cat. And the cat is yeah. yelling, and
1: I, I just can't. There's a lot with this scene that makes it really painful. Like, the animal, obviously, and then you have, and as we will find out, that isolation cell. Mm-hmm. Is a torture device. Like it yeah. is a legitimate torture device, and then you get like her screaming for him. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. This it's, scene in general is very difficult to watch. It is. Also, I wrote orange cat behavior. If anyone, <laughs> if or
0: if anyone out here has ever had an orange cat, has ever had an orange cat, you know that those those guys are wild. Um, and the cat that is hissing at her, it like on the field in the power lines is an orange stripy cat. And uh, my family has an orange stripey cat. And mm. we've had cats forever, our whole lives. And that cat is the weirdest,
1: craziest cat we have ever <laughs> met. He is just absolutely wild. So I had a question about the scene where we see Elle kill the orderlies here. Mm. So is this just how people with telekinesis murder people? They explode their or, brains? No. They twist their, their limbs and their joints and their, their bones. Oh, yeah. Because... That's, like, obviously we know how Henry slash Vecna slash one kills with yeah. his, like, in the physical way, so not the mental torment, but, like, the actual physical killing with the bones snapping in the limbs, right? And in this scene, you get Elle snapping the guard's neck. Mm-hmm. So I'm just wondering, like, is, are we just, is that just the modus operandi of telekinetic people? Like, that's how they just kill people? Or is this, like, a, I've seen this done before? Oh, interesting. Yeah, like, did she know how Henry was successful in killing because of the massacre that happened, I don't know, four years prior. Or yeah. do we just assume that this is just, I don't know. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense, actually. I didn't really think about that. And yeah, I mean, now we have that context. So we know that Elle has never killed before that. So, yeah. you know, maybe that's how she, she got her methods. Um, Inspo. Yes. And with that context, also, we know that in this scene, Elle was the only child left in the lab at this point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. so it makes more sense now in context that Brenner is kind of putting all his eggs in in this basket. His um, only
1: basket. His only basket. I mean, his own. His only egg. <laughs> is it the, is- the, <laughs> <laughs> the basket or the egg? Wrong answers
0: only. Wrong answers only. The basket or the egg? Oh gosh. Um, back at the high school, Nancy leaves behind Steve, Tommy, and Carol, who speculate about what upset Miss Perfect. And I just wrote. I'm, I'm a former teacher that Carol, mm-mm. she would be shipped off to some other school. Let me tell you, she would not be in this public school no more with that behavior.
1: <laughs> so there's like this tiny little scene in here where you get the kids with L coming up to her on their bikes after school. Yeah. And I was watching it yesterday. And again, my husband pointed out, he's like, what's up with these like bikes? And I was like, well, what do you mean? And he was like, well, BMX bikes. Like, I don't really know if those are like time period appropriate, hmm. especially with the pegs. So I looked it up and the bikes themselves are time period appropriate. So, like BMX bikes. So Will, Lucas, and Dustin have BMX bikes. And Mike is the only one who does not have a BMX bike. But BMX bikes came out in like the 70s. Oh, okay. But pegs on bikes weren't popularized until like 1985. Oh. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that the boys are trendsetters. That's amazing. Somehow they ended up with bike pegs in 1983 and hawkins indiana it kind of makes sense i mean they're they're very innovative kids it's
0: believable that they might have done something like that themselves somehow yeah, i could see that um somehow yeah ordered them off of amazon yeah. and installed them <laughs> yes um so we see the boys and l walking through the woods they're walking their bikes um l learns about mouth breathers and she and mike share a sweet moment nancy returns to steve's backyard to search for clues as to where barb might be but she is
1: spooked away when she sees a shadowy figure run past okay I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but why is this Demogorgon or something that Nancy sees out in broad daylight? I wondered this too, and I could—I don't know again why my brain went here, similar to like the Mind Flayer stuck in the power lines. But all I could picture was like the scene in Twilight where Edward takes Bella onto his back and is like, <laughs> "Hold on tight, Spider <laughs> Spider Monkey." <laughs> And I was just like, I just, like, my brain was like the Demogorgon with Nancy on his back. Like, (laughs) hold on tight, spider monkey. (laughs) Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why my brain did that. But, like, do you think they glitter in the sun? No. The Demogorgon, no. It doesn't look like he has any blood or, like, I mean, the Demogorgon
0: doesn't have blood. I don't know. He looks very pale. He's gray. He's
1: cold-blooded. Yeah,
0: I guess. He's like, right? Like, imagine what he, oh, he's probably so clammy when you touch
1: him. It's slimy. It's slimy. Ew. I like it when she's like, Mike, I understand. I know, that's like her first,
0: like, (laughs) sentence. I don't understand. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Poor Billy. I know. So, anyway, Joyce uses her Christmas lights to finally communicate with Will, but she realizes she can only ask yes or no questions. So, (laughs) she starts to paint the alphabet on the living room wall to allow Will to spell words. There's a lit actually there's like several like lit this scene is lit it is but there's several like (laughs) lit um pillar candles just like chilling in the living room i mean i i i assume it's because she wants to leave the lights off because Mm -hmm. that's the only way that she can know that it's like it's will but that just seems
1: dangerous there's just like it does seem dangerous candles out there yeah, that actually kind of leads me w- that that's a nice like lead into my question here is like, what do you think like her electric bill was like this month? I wondered that too. Like, right, like you okay, maybe she's burning candles because she's like, she's running out of money. She's running out of money. Yeah, I
0: mean, okay, but like that does lead to like a pressing question, like when, which it's not a pressing question to anybody but us. But when, <laughs> when the like the upside down stuff happens, and it lights up lights, does that count towards your electric bill? Because you're not actually like the, using your electricity. It's like someone else doing it.
1: Like the interdimensional light? Like, yeah. like Like, wow, I don't know. That's a great question. Thank you. I wondered. Um, what is this in-wall cabinet that she has? What is this? You answered your own question. It's an in-wall cabinet. <laughs> I want one. It's, okay. It's cool.
0: I like it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, Nancy,
1: <laughs> I like it. Wait, how did Nancy, Will reach what? the top row of letters? I actually did. Did he just like stand on the couch?
0: I wrote that like in the scene where where he's actually spelling. Like I, I wrote that. Like how, like, how does this yeah. work on his end? I don't know. Oh, um, weird. So Nancy arrives home to tell Karen that she believes Barb may be in danger. At the library. Finally,
1: Right? Tell her finally something. Finally someone has told Karen something. I know. At Poor the library, Karen.
0: Hopper and Powell discuss whether the controversy about Hawkins Lab could be true and they get an urgent radio call and speed away
1: nancy powell needs to listen to our mk ultra episode he because does he, he's not a tinfoil hat wearer and he needs to be no he is not powell is just an idiot
0: and he is just discounting everything hopper has to say he's like talking about like you know it's a stretch or whatever um do you have literally any leads on where will went because <laughs> this could be good um this could be a start not one lead they have nothing <clears throat> nothing and powell was like no i don't i don't like this theory there is no other theory there's no there's nothing um, no natalia dyer is so good in that scene when she comes home and she just drops her mm-hmm. bag and her hair is all frizzed out and she's just like a, a mess like can't even breathe and it's so what does sweet. she say
1: she's like i think something bad has happened to barb yeah
0: something terrible
1: something terrible yeah and we also I was just
0: gonna say, Karen is such a good mom here. She stops what she's doing
1: immediately. She Im- thank you, Karen. Immediately
0: notices that something is wrong with Nancy.
1: She's Karen shines this episode. She
0: does. She's very intuitive here.
1: Yeah, I love Karen in this in this chapter. Me too. Me too. When um when the when Hopper and Powell are leaving the library, we get Dispatch off of the score. Yes, another great score song. Yes, Dispatch. Bravo. Ten out of ten. I agree. On the Scale of score songs. <laughs> yeah. They're pretty much all tens, honestly. Um, True. Except rats.
0: <laughs> ugh, disgusting. Um, and tendril. I no. I hate tendril. The, I like the word tendril. Me too, but oh, that song, it's awful. It's not even a song. Um, no. <laughs> the, the boys and Elle continue their search for Will, only to become increasingly annoyed when Elle directs them to the buyer's house and insists that Will is hiding, and they see police cars rushing down the road. I literally wrote... How do I punch a child? Lucas is so annoying.
1: <laughs> but but why is there no appreciation for the fact that L led them yeah. to Will's home that he's never no been to or she's never been to. No. Yeah, she L has no reason to know where Will lives yeah. and she just happened to lead them right to his house and they're like what are we doing here? Why are we here? What why did she bring like boys? Yeah. And she already had did some, the the upside
0: down board thing so I can't like I don't know. I mean, granted, okay, they're like 11. I get it. But like, come on now. Use your brains. We know you're smarter Be than impressed. this. Be impressed. Be impressed. We know you're smarter than this. Yes. So back inside the house, mm-hmm. which like, I have to wonder if this is happening like at the same time. Like, are the boys just like standing outside? while? Well, yeah. Well, <laughs> are these events synchronous yeah. or asynchronous? I don't know. Um, But Joyce asks Will where he is and he spells right here. The, mm-hmm. the lights begin to flicker and Chris... The Christmas lights spell out R-U-N as a huge monster with gray skin and no face fully bursts through the living room wall. She bolts from her house into the
1: road. <laughs> she just starts running. Oh my god. This this for me, I have some questions. So in the upside down, yes. the gorgon is like right there. Right. The gorgon. Yes. Yeah, the gorgon. He's right there. Yeah. He's he's there. He's coming through the wall. And Will was in the living room, theoretically, in the upside down spelling run right so he he would like waited to warn his mom that the gorgon is coming yeah. to spell run that was sweet and two seconds later the gorgon is all like hello here's johnny the wall like i don't <laughs> here's johnny don't know, will just <laughs> here's gorgon okay <laughs> <laughs> that's enough of that so yeah i just i just was like how much time could will really have had to spell run like did And how did he know the Gorgon was coming? Like, was it, like, big stomps, like, outside? I don't know. That's a great question. But, yeah, I actually thought
0: that, too. But I just thought that was actually kind of sweet, like... Yeah. To see that Will is, like, kind of risking his safety to warn his mom. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah. Agreed. I... Yeah, I thought that, too. Like, how does he know? But also, why... I mean, I maybe I'm about to answer my own question, but like, why is the Gorgon coming after Joyce? She's not bleeding. It's the Gorgon. Um i I mean, I'm my guess is like they talk about um psychic connections. and now that will is communicating with Joyce through the other side,
1: mm-hmm. like
0: I guess a psychic maybe. connection has been established. um, that's my guess. I don't know.
1: I don't know. It's either that or the lingering smell of the casserole. mm, tuna. Tuna. Demogorgons love tuna. <laughs> Similarly to how they love s- shiny objects. <laughs> yes. Like crows. Uh, the the kids follow the police cars to
0: Sattler Quarry. They watch in horror as Will's body is pulled from the water, causing Mike to
1: yell at Elle for stating that Will was still alive. With all due respect to Peter Gabriel, but abs- just fuck this song. Just absolutely uh, fuck this song. I know. I know. Just fuck this song. I Heroes yeah. and I didn't know this, and we can obviously talk about this, but I didn't know that this was originally a David Bowie song. Yeah.
0: Yeah. No idea. Um, I noticed in the scene where they're, like, hiding behind the fire truck, it says, call 911 in big letters on the side, which I think is a cool nod to the fact that 911 is new.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we talked about that, didn't we? We did. The other thing that's weird about this scene is that Elle is probably for the first time ever given reason to distrust her ability Mm. because what she's seeing in this moment is that will is dead right yeah she doesn't know any better yeah that that could be his body but what her abilities have shown her is that he's not dead that he's hiding true so i wonder if in this moment she's like wondering if her abilities have betrayed her and she's never had that happen before
0: that's really interesting i didn't think about that um The other thing I thought that was, I mean, it's not particularly this scene, but like Mike continues to allow Elle to stay in the basement there. Like Mm -hmm. he did it, like, you know, he's he's mad at her, but you know, he clearly does have love for her already because he, he allows her to continue to stay.
1: He does. Yeah. Um, I think the body opens with them in his basement, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So after that, Joyce is still running down the road, running, running Running down that road, running down that hill,
0: running down that road. (laughs)
1: running uh, up that building right <laughs> yeah <laughs> where John- you, me <laughs> <laughs> Jonathan Jonathan almost runs her over <laughs> she just stopped running down that road then i can't <laughs> she's gonna get run over uh mike arrives back home
0: where and and like i i love that mike when he arrives back home he kind of does a similar thing that nancy did when she arrived home where it's just silence and crying mm-hmm. and the wheelers and the hollands, how they express themselves yes. <laughs> the wheelers and the hollands are talking in the living room when mike arrives home and mike sobs and hugs karen the episode ends on Joyce and Jonathan hugging in the road when police cars come up behind them. And heroes by Peter Gabriel
1: plays. I didn't even process that the Wheelers and the Hollands were talking.
0: Yeah, the Hollands are in the living
1: room with them chatting. Wow, mm-hmm. I had I didn't even process that.
0: Yeah, my guess. I is, love the. Or I was just gonna say, my Go guess ahead. is that um, after Nancy explained what happened to Karen and told her the truth, then she called mm-hmm. the parents, and you know they
1: were chatting about that makes sense what happened. Yeah. That makes sense. I love the juxtaposition of the Joyce and Jonathan hug and the Karen and Mike hug. Mm-hmm. It's mo- moms, moms being moms and hugging their children, and I it's know. just such a nice moment between these two pairs. I know, uh, who are both dealing with loss. It's very sweet, and I, this is the like the first
0: time we see Mike and his mom really like connect.
1: Yeah, um, it's that's what I mean. Karen finally, she got a lot of. Like, love and validation from her children in this chapter. She's been fighting for it. She's like, talk to me, and they, and they don't. No. And then this, she got Nancy and Mike.
0: Yes. Very sweet. And that's how the episode ends, or chapter ends. And that's it. Yep. So music standouts in this chapter. We talked a little bit about them already, but um, from the original soundtrack, we had I've Been Waiting for a Girl Like You. I've Been Waiting. <laughs> that one? Yep. Yep uh by, Sorry. by foreigner
1: <laughs> um, i can do that again
0: <laughs> no it's okay um okay <laughs> uh we have heroes by peter gabriel like we mentioned which actually was
1: not released until 2010 yeah i looked that up yesterday yeah and i was wondering why i was like did they not get the rights to the bowie one or did the peter gabriel one just fit the mood
0: I mean, yeah, it, it feels like that, like the latter. And then we have some standouts from the score. Um, we actually didn't have like a ton of original soundtrack music in this one. It was very score heavy. No. So 11, when when she's like playing with Nancy's music box. And I wanted to point out mm. that it's like 11 is a little bit of like an interpolation of uh, like that lullaby song. It's very twinkly. Yes. Yeah. Interesting.
1: It's like music boxy. Mm-hmm.
0: It's very music boxy. What a cool
1: observation.
0: Yes. Like it, it has come like a little bit of... A similar melody which is very nice mm-hmm. we have one blink for yes which is again iconic oh
1: so good and hanging lights and lamps
0: and lamps lots of light light motifs here and
1: the kiss Th-
0: yes that's a sweet one and then dispatch dispatch is l- dispatch. dispatch has no business going as hard as it does
1: yeah that <laughs> <laughs> you can't see me no. but i am dancing to dispatch she's, in this she's silently
0: clubbing right now <laughs> uh, <laughs> Bangers. It's a, so many bangers. So let's talk about our MVPs and LVPs for this episode. Okay.
1: So, Marina, who was your MVP for this episode? So this was hard for me. My, I was torn. Ag- I'm always torn. But my MVP for this episode was Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So Nicole is the student who gives – who kind of blows up Jonathan's spot yeah. with the pictures. And she gives the pictures – or she reveals the pictures to uh Tommy, Carroll, Steve, and Nancy. Right. She's the one who sees Jonathan developing the raunchy photos in the in the, the, the dark room yeah. and blows up his spot. And the reason why I chose Nicole as MVP is because literally none of the subsequent events that happen would have happened had she not blown up his spot.
0: Yeah. And I mean, also kind of progressive. She's, yeah. like, helping out another woman who she doesn't even know. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, she she saw that Nancy had been violated and she told her about it. So, well, she didn't actually tell her
1: about it, to be fair. She told Steve. But whatever. Y- yeah. But, I, yeah, I don't know. It Just, like, I was trying to think of what could have, what would have happened or what would have ensued had she not done that. And just that small action right. was the catalyst for pretty much everything. I know. Like, Nancy, the only reason Nancy even sees the photo of Barb is because of Nicole. Yeah,
0: that's true. I love that. Yeah, she's
1: just, like, I don't think the series, Nicole, I don't know, you know, if you're in any other seasons, but (laughs) she, to me, for this episode, it was Nicole.
0: I wrote Karen for my MVP for this one. I was torn between her as well. Yeah, she is so intuitive and such a good mom. And it's so early in the series, but she's already, like, her spidey senses are tingling, like, (laughs) which i'm sure they will all right henry (laughs) i'm sure they will will continue for another several years um (laughs) because lord knows when she's going to be clued into literally anything but yeah yeah anyway what about my or no go ahead
1: (laughs) i was just gonna say i think like a a third maybe like an honorable mention maybe would would actually just be holly yeah because she she finally validates joyce completely unknowingly like when she sees the the demogorgon come through the wall and joyce is like sweetie did you did you see something and holly's like yeah <laughs> like that whole time joyce she, nobody else has seen anything and joyce is screaming into the void yeah. like there is something going on and holly finally gives her that like she yeah. what she needed to believe herself and trust herself this 3 year old yeah, she is the MVP. Yep. <laughs> I love it. It's
0: just her episode. It is her episode. That's cool. My LVP for this episode, unsurprisingly, based on my complaints, was Lucas. I literally could not. Literally mm, could yeah. not deal with lucas Mm -hmm. open your damn mind a little tiny bit okay you're also why is he keeping this curiosity door locked he is he's keeping a curiosity door locked they're all science nerds would it be so far-fetched to open your mind a little bit that something weird is going on here i mean this girl he's a little too logical in this
1: episode this
0: girl has psychic powers you've already seen it demonstrated like obviously there is potential that something unknown is happening here and you're just like she's a weirdo she's a weirdo what's wrong with the weirdo <laughs> shut up shut up amanda is mad at lucas <laughs> i can't stand
1: him in this episode and i'm so he's sorry. hard to palette in season one he, i he feel is. like until because he's going against what our what we're like our, our heroes here he's like yeah sort of yeah yeah he's like hold, yeah i he's thought holding of the lucas Met. too yeah <sighs> Poor Lucas. He's He's struggling.
0: He really is. Um, But yeah, he was a pain in this episode. So sorry, Lucas. Um, All right. So, do we want
1: to talk about if this episode took place in 2022? Yes. So I had a handful of things here. Okay. So my first one, I think we we don't need to like go into this further, but the photo of the demogorgon could have just been like plopped into Photoshop and brightened. (laughs) <laughs> yeah right yeah and there, there would have been no ripping up of the photo and like it would have just been a photo on your phone and you could just throw it in yeah. upload it to instagram and be like saw this weird figure what is this <laughs> put it on your story with like a pole is this a demogorgon is it a bear <laughs> is it a bear or a demogorgon <laughs>
0: i one weird thing about that though is like in a way it's kind of good that this is taking place in the 80s because mm-hmm. uh, Like, with the advent of Photoshop and and such advanced, like, photo editing stuff, like, it would be really easy to just discount that photo and move on. Right. But since it happened in the 80s, like, yeah, that, I mean, you know, photo editing was available, but not to the level it is today. Yeah.
1: Yeah, the photos would have been a big thing. Yes.
0: I wrote about um, how Hop and Powell had to go to the library to, like, research about
1: <laughs> Hawkins
0: National Lab. and That's so good. That's yeah. such a good one. And, and MK Ultra. um, They could have just Microfiche. Googled. Microfiche. Right. They could have just Googled. Could have just Googled. I don't know what they would have Googled. Right. But again, I also kind of feel like maybe this was for the best because Lord knows what kind of Reddit rabbit hole a hop might have gone down and my god yeah so honestly he would have lost track maybe it was for the best that they were unable to google these things because like if it's in the library and in a newspaper like you can be fairly certain that it's like reputable uh but lord knows what he would have found on google
1: yeah no that's i didn't even, that's pretty good he would have been completely thrown off mm-hmm. in the investigation because he would have been arguing with people on the internet <laughs> <laughs> yes he would <laughs> I love it. Aren't you supposed to be looking for Will? I have to comment back on this first. Hold sorry. On. This dude called me a Hold noob. Hold on. <laughs> I am a sheriff. <laughs> He's a chief. Okay. <laughs> oh, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> sorry, chief. <laughs> I knew that. <laughs> oh, chief. Anyway. <laughs> so, wait. I had, I had another one. Okay. I don't know. And this could be a stretch. But I don't know... If that fake body ploy would have worked in 2022. Mm. Because I feel... I'm going back to the location services thing. Like, even if Will's phone was dead or broken, I did some researching and phones, iPhones, probably specifically, I don't know about Androids, but your iPhone can pick up your the last location of it, even if the phone is dead or broken. Yes. And I don't think Will... Would have been anywhere near Sadler's Quarry for his phone. You know what I mean. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, so they. I mean, I guess they could have made the the argument that he he lost his phone in one place and made his way mm. to Sadler's Quarry and then died. Yeah. But it just felt like the location services thing on the phone, like being able to detect where his phone last was, would have made making the body ploy harder. Yes, I agree. So yeah, yeah, that was a an observation. All right moving
0: on to our last segment wrong answers only um so i have a question yes i have an answer tell me okay so first of all this this question is kind of based on speculation it's not like explicitly said but i feel like it's very much implied so i'm gonna ask it anyway um please tell me how does karen know that nancy slept with steve she just knows i know she just knows how? I
1: have a really I have a really bad answer.
0: That's great cuz this is wrong answers only.
1: Okay, it's okay, so I love Karen. Right, I love her and I think she's a really complex character. But she she does have a thing for for that, you know, for boys who are in that age group. <laughs> oh no. Right? Okay, we see her and Billy have this little like this dance of like passion in season three where she's like, not sure if she wants to go for it. And I really want to spend a lot of time talking about that because I don't think it's not nearly as simple and I don't think it makes Karen a terrible, bad person. But as I was saying, she, she does, she is attracted to things that just simply are not Ted. And that's fair. I mean, I understandably. Right. And I mean, you know, between Eddie and Steve, like two very attractive young men, Billy, I'm sorry, Billy, (laughs) I mean, Eddie's attractive, yes. too, but Karen and Eddie didn't have any anything. Oh, so so Billy and Steve, very attractive young men. Um, And the reason why Karen knew that Nancy had slept with Steve was because she could smell his cologne on her because she knew what his cologne smelled like. That makes sense. Because Karen has a thing for, you know, young, attractive men. Wow. I like it. I'm sorry if that's really messed <laughs> up, but that's just where my brain went immediately. <laughs> I
0: mean, it, it does make sense. I mean, hopefully in this season that's not true because Steve <laughs> is definitely like 16 to 17.
1: <laughs> How old was Billy?
0: Probably like 18. He seemed I mean, he was definitely a senior by that point, and he, he
1: did seem like he could have been held back. So I'll true. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt on that one. I mean, I didn't say that she. Like, I didn't say why she knew what his cologne smelled like. I just said that she did. Right. It's just a crush. There you go.
0: Um. All right. I'm ready to so, ready to answer.
1: Okay. So in this in this chapter, we have a lot of the Demogorgon. There's a lot of Demogorgon activity. There's- we see him quite a bit, and this is like the most we've really seen him. So my question is, why doesn't the Demogorgon have eyes? Okay.
0: Um. I've you know like in all seriousness i've genuinely thought about this question um like i've i've really thought about like what what are his sensory organs actually though right like how does he his little mouth flaps okay so the demogorgon does not have eyes because he actually does have eyes and we just can't see them so oh dear (laughs) where are they So when the demo opens, his little flower face, little facey face, um, in there, like inside his mouth thing, um, there's just like two eyes, and you can't see them because they're, oh, because they're they're black, they're very dark eyes, okay, because he's very mysterious, and.
1: Tall, dark, and handsome. He is tall, dark, and
0: handsome. But see, this does not explain how he sees or senses things when his flower face is closed. So the answer- so he has he has mouth eyes. He does have yeah. He has mouth eyes. Um, and then when his flower face is closed, the way mm-hmm. that he kind of feels himself around is uh, sonar. He has bat sonar, like a dolphin. Oh, okay, like or a bat. Or like a dolphin, yes. Um and he is just sonaring his way around because he does not have external eyes. So yeah, he's meep, meep, yes, meep. he's giving off little little blips and that's actually what is uh lighting up the lights is his sonar. Thank you.
1: Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, actually that wasn't even a bad answer. I'm going to that really wasn't at <laughs> all. I think it makes sense that the reason why we don't know where his eyes are is because they're in the back of his throat. Sure, that makes sense.
0: All right, so that was fun. I I feel like we had some good answers there. I love this chapter. Me too. I really loved Holly Jolly. I feel like the action is picking up. Mm-hmm. Um we get our first glimpses of our buddy Demo. Now we're kind of like, okay, we're clued into what's happening. Hopper's starting to be clued
1: into what's happening. Yeah, I'm this excited. is this is like this episode felt like a turning point for the series, like for the season. It just felt like everything is starting to 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 yes. go down. Yes it is all right well until next time until next time stay, stay strange. strange to keep in touch and stay informed about upcoming star court study hall episodes follow us on twitter at sshpod pod and on instagram at star court study hall